I mean, I just like have either like broken up with the person or like I don't know. I like don't have the time. Like <laughs> Like, I can't, like, go cultivate a side piece. Like, <laughs> I really wish for the next person you're dating, you would say that, darling, I would never cheat on you. I do not have the time. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, hello, hello. Happy Sunday. How's it going? Happy Sunday. I'm okay. I am um, a little bit hungover today. A little bit. But we're going to make it. Did you, you saw friends last night? I did. I went out with um, a bunch of friends last night. We ended up spending most of our time at my friend's apartment, and we were only out out for uh, comfortably 45 minutes, possibly an hour. Love that. Um, but I didn't go to bed until like 3 a.m. So. Yeah. There's this um, there's this place in LA. I can never pronounce it correctly, and I welcome somebody correcting me. I've been corrected many times and it doesn't stick. It's called like Worst Kush. It's W-U-R-S-T-K-U-C-H-E. Like Worst Kuka or maybe. Yeah. I don't Are there know. like two dots over the U? Yeah. I th- yeah. yeah. Is there an umlaut? Yeah, I think so. They have a like Oktoberfest thing every year and you can – it's weird. There's an indoor area where – if you buy a ticket to the event, you can like be in the indoor area and hang uh-huh. out there. But if you don't, their whole backyard is still totally open to like normal people. So I'm like, why would I pay? No, why, like, why would I want to be inside? It's LA. I have no clue. And so my friends and I historically have just gone and sat on the patio and had like a lovely time, which is exactly what we did. Yeah, absolutely. Your dress was very cute. Very German vibes, I agree. Thank you. Although a German listener did DM me and was like, nice try. It's not a German dress. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, so that was fun, and um, I ran into lots of dogs here. Lots of dogs here was here. Lots of do- I was so so when you texted me about this, I had just woken up from a nap. You were disoriented. You were in a place I was, disoriented. <laughs> I was in such a mental fog because I also at first I didn't even tell you this because I took some time to work through it. I at first thought you were just saying there are lots of dogs here. Oh my god. Like Allie, I would never give you that update. <laughs> I, well, yeah, okay. I again, I was in a fugue state. Oh my god! So the man, the man, otherwise known as lots of dogs here, was in attendance. Obviously, you didn't know he was going to be there. Oh, of course not. Yeah, that, uh, that part was also confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, we did not plan uh, that. Um, no. And when's the? Remind me how long it's been. When's the last time you talked to him? Um. A little bit after Easter, so late April. Wow. Time really flies, man. Okay, so it's been quite a minute. How did you – like what happened? How did you see him or encounter him? So here's what's weird. I must have seen him. So I got there. So um, it was my kind of like core crew, like Lexi Mm -hmm. Dennis, Nikki Jared, Matt, and then – sidebar, Lexi actually brought a girl that she works with. And I was like, oh my God, amazing, like newcomer, whatever. And then Anna and Ian ended up joining. We ended up going back to Anna and Ian's and playing code names and um, having dinner later. When we like split up to commute to Anna and Ian's, I was with Anna and Ian and Matt. And I was like, so Matt, like I, I wasn't here when everybody arrived or like when Lexi, like what's the deal with the girl? Like was this a set, a little bit of a setup? Oh, 
And and he goes, yeah, so I think it was supposed to be, but apparently about 20 minutes in, the girl texted Lexi and says, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the, the funniest part about that to me is that Lexi told Matt that that happened. I know. I love it. I love that she's like, no, don't make nope. any moves. She's not it's, in. it's off. Abort. Abort. Get out. <laughs> yeah. And I see why. She um, – she's – what is the – Noun version of a person from New Zealand. She's New Zealand. She's a Kiwi. She's a Kiwi. She's a Kiwi. Yes, she is a Kiwi. Um, But she is of New Zealand. And she was teaching us um, some sayings that are wild. She is very, like, reserved. Oh, She was very – And very, like – And so it it was just a personality mismatch, basically. Like, I'm not surprised that she thought Matt was too much for her. Whatever. Anyway – they're all there by the time I get there. So I – like I know where they are. I walk through the main room mm-hmm. to come outside. And out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, I see lots of I, – I see lots of dogs. And so I come out – I come out and I say like, you guys, like do you remember the person who came to Easter who then like slow faded, whatever? That's right. I forgot he met the whole crew. Yeah, he did. And I was like, he's here. I would have bet a good amount of money that he was dressed up, like later Hosen, like done the thing, right? Yeah. He oh, like it, previously, like you would have you would have pegged him as a person who would do that. You mean? No, 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 no. Like if you had like if my friends in that moment, right when I arrived, had said, "What are we looking out for? What's he wearing? Whatever," I would have said, "Oh, he's uh-huh. fully dressed up, later Hosen, whatever." Oh, but no, that was just those were just his clothes. No, 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 no. Like I, I would have said that's the person I saw. Oh, apparently I'm still in a brain fog. <laughs> so then I run into – when I see actually run into him hours later, Lexi and I are walking to the bathroom. He is facing – he is standing at the edge of the hallway door, like right where we need to go, uh-huh. facing us. No way to not say hello. Yeah. He's wearing a gray T-shirt and jeans and a backwards baseball hat. Oh, so what what the fuck did you see? Well, I'm like, did I not see him? But he was also, in fact, there. So you, like, hallucinated him being there, but then he – that I mean, what? Isn't that weird. crazy? Yeah. That's real weird. Yeah. So, okay. So then you interacted with him. Yes. Yes, I did. And how was that? So, well, of course, like, I'm literally walking towards him and, like, hey, <laughs> hi. Oh, you know, I felt I like that freaking stuck down. And so – a lot of just sort of like surface, you yeah. know, commenting on how like I was like, oh, this event's like quite a scene, like so crazy, people be wild, and you know, just sort of like chatting about the actual place we were at, and right. then to put like the cherry on top of the run in, two friends of his like come join him in line, one of which is a guy that I'm talking to on Hinge. It's you just can't make this shit up. It's so good. It was really not ideal. So he introduces himself. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and did you in that moment, did the two of you acknowledge that connection or no? No. No, 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 no. And he definitely knew who you were, I assume. I, I actually don't know. Oh. We did, did he, not. Did you, get, did you get introduced by name? Uh-huh. Then he and probably I mean, did. We both have your name is, names. Yeah, your name is so unique. Yeah. Anyway, and so, yeah, he, we, like, Lexi joined, like, Lexi was going to the bathroom with me. She talked to him a little bit as well because they had met. And, like, yeah. every, it was all totally copacetic. Um, but 
just ridiculous. Oh, man. The world is too small, man, yeah. even in a massive city. Indeed. Anyway, so that was just fun. Um, so I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. That we've buried the lead here. That is not. Like that the, is not the, the major update. update. That is the fun <laughs> update. That is not the capital T capital U update of this episode. Yes. So now for the update. Um, I have sad news for the listeners. Sad news for myself. Sad news for Allie. I think it's sad all around. It's sad news for the world. Uh, yeah, they will not get to hear me blather on twice a week any longer. Um, <laughs> basically, so. I, you know, regularly talk about how I'm a busy, busy businessman and basically like work has sort of made it preclusive to like continue the pod at the level that I'm like really proud that it's become, you know, and we've like grown a lot and have a lot of kind of like responsibilities to both partners, listeners, guests, and Unfortunately, my job does not like allow for this to like continue, like I said, at the level we're at and the level that you and I would like to grow it to. And I want you to be able to grow it. Um, and I won't like hold you back. I'm feeling all of the sadness that I felt when you told me this for the first time. Like I'm hearing it for the first time. I, I know. And obviously, like just this might be a duh statement, but like I'm not dropping this on Allie right now. Like this is not. Oh my like- God. We. We did joke about that though to when when we were talking about, you know, when are we going to tell, you know, update the listeners, et cetera, and we'll, and we'll talk about the logistics, but we were like, imagine, imagine if it were a live update. Yeah. Surprise. No, I am not being ambushed in this moment. No. I had I had no, no, prior no. knowledge. Yeah, and basically my so like and you and I have talked about this but to let listeners know my, like my thought process a little bit is I really didn't want to get like as I get in further and further along into my career, I'm going to have to, I'm going to like take on kind of like more time consuming opportunities. And I didn't want to get in a situation where I had to like panic quit or just like situationally all of a sudden drop. Because not only is that not a good way for, that doesn't allow us the runway that we had to transition. And we'll talk about that. But also, and I know I've said this to you and I think I've said it elsewhere too, that something that's been really fun about this podcast has been like this really great big friendship. And yeah. I think that that would be a really shitty thing to do to a friend <laughs> for me to do that. And so, you know, even though I'm probably like, I- I'm definitely like leaving before it's a problem, 
But I think that's like the right thing to do both for the business and our relationship. Yeah. And I mean, I, you already know this, but I totally agree and appreciate that thought process of yours. And, you know, something that occurred to me and and when you told me and that we talked about is that people always ask, you know, when did you guys meet and, you know, and all this stuff. And we met over 10 years ago mm-hmm. and we were friends when you lived here, but I, we both would refer to ourselves as like friendly acquaintances for the intervening eight years, whatever that is. Totally. And this podcast has built our friendship in just the most amazing way, despite the fact that we've only seen each other in person a couple of times since we started it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Which is just – it's just amazing and I, I'm so grateful for it and obviously for all the growth and and fun that we've had, but also for our friendship. Yeah. 100%. And obviously, yeah. you know, if you'll have me, I'll like come back whenever and update people on life if they're still Duh, I already I already off. stipulated that. Yeah. So this is – that is not an option. No, I'm kidding. It's obviously an option. But um, – yeah, I mean, I, I told myself I wasn't going to cry, and I think I'm okay. Um, but but it's just, you know. We record like our last app, which can – I we like, Yeah, we could just – Vibes, yeah. What's, what's – yeah. What have you cooked up for us, Allie? <laughs> so, you know, I think – well, first of all, I just wanted to, again, say like that I am just so, so grateful for the last, you know, over a year and a half of – and almost two years, I think, since we conceptualized it. Agreed. Um, over over the holidays. Just so, so grateful for, you know, how this community has really embraced us and our friendship. And, you know, I'm just – I there are no words. I thought about the words and what they should be, and I still am struggling um, to fully express them. Perhaps I will get it by the time you have your last episode. Um, but, you know, I know that everyone is going to be so, so sad and – Rightly, rightly so. This is it's the end of an era, as we said when we talked earlier. Indeed. Well, thanks. Yeah. So, so logistically speaking, um, so we are going to do. So this is a transition. This is not a end goodbye. Go off into the night. Um, so there will be this episode and then two more that you're on. So I'm very excited that we have, um, a little bit of runway and we and the listeners have a little bit of runway in that sense. Yeah. Um, and so in one of those episodes, in fact, the last episode that you're on, which is going to air on Halloween, um, I am going to interview you. I'm nervous. I'm so excited for, and it's actually something like you and I talked about wanting to do those kinds of episodes of a little more like get to know you kind of thing, but we at the time didn't, uh didn't anticipate that it would be for this reason. Yeah. But so I am going to post in my story at some point in between now and when we, re- when we record that a question box. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Any questions that you have for Rourke? Um, and I think it'll be a really nice send off. Yeah. Very sad, but hopefully nice. Yeah. We have a fun couple like last episodes. I'm super excited about next week. Um, yeah. I think it'll be really like, funny. They're great. Yeah. I'm super pumped for the guests that we have. So I think everyone's going to love that. And then we'll have our final episode. Um, And, you know, I thought a lot about what this will look like kind of, you know, as we move forward. And you and I both thought, you know, that we wanted to wait to announce it until we knew what that looked like so that the listeners weren't kind of left wondering. So obviously, like I said, this is so, so sad. Um, And, you know, we're, I'm just, I can't even wrap my head around how much I'm going to miss having you on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still going to text you every day about my dating updates. So be prepared like, for this. I would really be upset if you didn't. Obviously will. Um, 
So Finding Was Tried, the podcast is not going anywhere. It is continuing. I thought a lot about, you know, what that looks like. And it was really, really important to me. Something that I think is so special about this podcast is our friendship. Mm-hmm. And how, although, you know, we, we I love the topics we talk about. I love the guests we bring on. My favorite part is like shooting the shit with you and updating each other on our lives and bringing the listeners, yeah, and like bringing the listeners along on that journey of like two friends out there figuring it out, telling each other what's going on. Yeah. So I knew that I wanted that vibe to continue. Um, and I am excited though also, you know, it's a bittersweet obviously kind of moment, but Every, you know, as the as Semisonic says, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. So, so true. It's, it's well, said. I, I, well said. Well um, said. I am excited to announce that Erica Spera is going to be my new co host on Finding Mr. Height the podcast. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> perfect, perfect use of the air, of the air horn. Um, so, more to come on what that's going to look like. Um, she will be, I think it's, going to be really wonderful, although it will be different, obviously. Um, And, you know, I hope that people are along for that journey like they were along for this one. She's infinitely funnier than me. So I think this will be – it'll be – I'm sure that they will – everyone will perceive an upgrade. (laughs) No. I mean, no offense to Erica when I say no, but like, no, it is just different. It is not better or or worse. Um, But – and so one of the things that um, I talked to Erica about doing is she she co-hosted the Patreon with me when you were on vacation. And so I'm going to um, edit that down a little bit to get rid of some of the stuff that shouldn't be um, on the public feed and then release that on the public feed so that people can get a little bit of a sense of our dynamic um, before her first official episode. That's a great idea. Yeah. So which will be the first week of um, November will be the first, her first. So she's really excited. Um, You know, I think she's a stand-up comedian and, you know, wants to kind of grow that that career and you know kind of make podcasting and comedy her full-time thing and so I'm I I'm excited to to grow it with her but I'm just gonna miss you so dearly I know I'll miss you too well we can still um like FaceTime with microphones and pretend perfect (laughs) can we can we have like fake technical difficulties like sometimes I'll just like hang up out of nowhere yes perfect (laughs) (laughs) or I'll like mute myself and keep talking yeah exactly yeah, we'll we'll make it we'll make it as realistic as we can. Um, oh, so, so, is there anything else that I missed? I don't think that we so. We're supposed to talk about. We can switch back to happy now and give your updates. What, what's going on with yeah. you? Um, but I also do want to say that if anybody has questions, feel free to DM me. Like you know, I I want to hear your questions. But from from the listeners' end, beyond there being a different person. Nothing is changing. Not, no scheduling is changing. Like the types of things, like you can still expect to get episodes at the same time that you did before, all of that stuff. So biz as usual. Biz as usual, exactly. So I do have some updates. Let's go. I have not been on a date. They are not those kinds of updates. That is fine. Yes. <laughs> However, I did have a conversation with my matchmaker about the Nomad. Oh. Last week, I was, by the end of our conversation, admittedly pretty salty about the whole thing, about, you know, the and the TLDR being that I went out on a date with a guy who, through my matchmaker, with a guy who wants kids and wants to raise those kids, not in the city, and 
found my answers to those two questions to be a deal breaker. Right. And last week, I was like raring to talk to my matchmaker because it was like, how did this happen? Like, how did I end up on a date with this person when like one sentence that I said was a deal breaker for him that was never going to make it to a second date, even if I had wanted it to, which, you know, we already went to that ad, ad nauseum. Right. So I talked to my matchmaker. I'm feeling really good coming out of that conversation to spoil the ending about her and how she handled this. Great. That's what matters fr- the most, frankly. Yes, absolutely. And also I'm feeling good about our game for our game plan going forward. So yeah. she ended up sharing with me her correspondence with him. And oh, wow. yeah, so and that helped me see. And so she basically told me I said those things to him. I said she's not sure if she wants kids. I actually asked him twice about New York City living because if you if I think I mentioned this before I ever met him there was a little bit of back and forth about where he lives because he has a house yes, outside the city but also an apartment in the city and she had called him to reconfirm that he does spend his weeks in the city because I just bought a place here and I'm like a city living gal. Yep. And he reconfirmed she did, that. T- like opposite of my situation, she did a lot of due diligence. Yes, like extra due diligence where I pushed back on it. It was something in the description she had written about him that I it's more of a personal detail, so I'm not going to share it. But it was something in the description she had written where I was – my spidey senses went up that this guy might not be a full city guy. Yep. And so I asked her to look further into it and she did. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just – have that house and I go there on the weekend sometimes, but like, yeah, I'm in the city. Perfect. Nothing that she said to him was any different than what I said to him. Not sure about kids and I love the city and I don't really see myself leaving. Yeah. And when she said it, when she said it to him, he was open to it. And when I said it to him, it was a deal breaker. And yeah, I am open to not that it really matters, but I am open to that being something that he said to soften the blow of not wanting to go out with me again. Right. Totally. Totally could be the case. Like we were talking about last week with the not ready for a relationship means not with you or maybe yeah. that was two weeks ago I mean, ago now. it's like with the, what the writer sent me and I'm I'm like, okay, I'm open to this yeah. being completely untrue and you being in a relationship next week with somebody else. Like, right. totally. like it doesn't matter. Totally the end – Exactly. The end result is that he and I will not be going on a second date, whether that's because he found those things to be deal breakers and either – I doubt – I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that I, I don't think he just straight up lied to the matchmaker because why would he want to waste his time? Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. The truth is probably somewhere more in the middle where like you might think you're open to something and then you like get a real person in front of your face who's saying the thing and it – and maybe you don't feel a crazy connection with that person. And now you're like, ooh. Yeah. And similar to our, like a conversation, like a private conversation that I've had with you about like thoughts in my life of certain things. Sorry to be annoyingly vague. <laughs> it was like the most cryptic thing ever. Yeah. But yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. Is that like there's sometimes – like sometimes I think – and this is what you're saying basically. That like – when you really kind of confront yourself on something, 
in practice versus in the abstract, you can come to like a different conclusion. And, and so, you know, talking to a matchmaker over email and then sitting with somebody in the flesh telling you that like, you might not get what you want. Like, that's a different thing. Right. And also if you continue to see me, you would, might be wasting my time, me, a real human. Totally. And that can be very different. Yep. Agreed. So, so knowing all of this, having like understood her communication with him, I feel really good about her and my relationship and, you know, her going to bat for me and, and, you know, representing me in the way that I want to be represented. We did though talk about extra questions that she can ask to try to make it more of a reality for people. Mm -hmm. So rather than just saying like, hey, Allie's not sure if she wants kids, also asking could you see yourself never having kids? Like, how would that feel? Yeah. Like, would that would that be disappointing to you? Even if you're, you know, even if you're potentially open to it, would that not be the ideal outcome? I think those and are poking. really cleverly phrased. And I think that's Yeah. Smart. So like poking a little bit more, um, which we didn't really realize we had to do previously, but we learn. We do. We do. So oh, I'm glad that that I'm glad that that has repaired and resolved with her. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I did tell her that I was like kind of keyed up about it when we recorded last week. I don't think she listens, but just as just as an FYI, and she was actually I love her. She's amazing. Um, and she was actually she actually said that she is really happy that the way that I've been talking about my matchmaking process is not just sunshine and roses, and like everything is wonderful and they're just going to deliver me my husband on a silver platter. Yeah. That like, there's like real shit that we're working through. So yeah, I think giving an accurate picture of the whole experience is like what we do here. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel good about that. She told me she has a couple interviews um, coming up or this week. I forget exactly the timing. So, you know, who knows if those will actually end up on dates because she does the interviews to qualify them for the date. Right. But at least if she makes it to the interview, that means they're interested in me. Oh, perfect. She doesn't get on a Zoom with anyone but who hasn't, like, seen my profile. Yeah, and been like, see, I will see Yes, that. exactly, exactly. So then she uses the Zoom to, you know, do all her little poking and prodding and whatnot. So great. We'll see what comes out of that. And I've been this weekend being a little bit more motivated to swipe and send out on. likes. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I've got some conversations started and we'll see where those go. Great. And by the time the listeners hear this, I will have been to a chaotic singles party, which is coming to New York. Um, and if you haven't heard of that, look it up on TikTok. It's this like hilarious singles party that typically has been only happening in LA. The woman who runs it lives in LA, but she's coming to New York doing one here and I'm going with Erica and Cindy, and we're going to invite some guys too so that we're not screwing with the ratio. I love this. I cannot wait to hear about it. I'm very excited. Um, and actually, because her name is Cassidy Davis, because she's going to be in New York, um, she's going to record with me and Erica while she's here. Oh, so do, cute. Yeah. So we're going to do an episode on like dating in the wild, like meeting people in real life, because Beautiful. that's what these parties are about. Yeah. And so we are going to do – that episode will come out later. We'll, we're just going to record it now because she's coming here. But it will be the night after we go – or the morning after we go to the party. Oh, wow. Lots to debrief then. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 
Totally. Well, fun. Yay. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I have coming up. All good stuff. Anything on the horizon for you in the dating space besides running into that man? Yeah. I have a couple – I could probably go on a couple dates this week if I wanted. Ooh. Yeah, I might. We'll see. I need to – I was supposed to have a coffee date today that I forgot conflicted with a bikini wax that I had scheduled and I chose the wax. Ah. <laughs> so did – you, uh, Did you tell him what the conflict was? No. <laughs> I figured not. Yeah. Um, I asked – actually. I just like asked if we could push an – like push a little bit but uh-huh. he had kind of like a stacked day and so he was like let's uh. just like do this week and I was like no problem and so we'll see and yeah yeah just a couple like a couple first date potentials love nothing it. to write home about or is or any of them from hinge because hinge is a new thing for you now that you that one's, like the, that re- one's the hinge one that I read okay. that I pushed is it it wasn't the guy that was with lots of dogs no no oh I, oh, I meant I actually meant to ask this are you still talking to this guy well, later that like later last I, he might. I wonder if they then debriefed on why mm. lots of dogs knows me. I I just like ambitiously and chaotically speaking of sent him later last night on Hinge was like nice to meet you. That's amazing. He has not responded. <laughs> oh, I just love that so much though. Yeah, I wonder. I am sure if I'm the guy. The first question I ask when you walk away is, so how do you know her? Yeah. Like, exactly. I, but then I wonder, I, I really, man, I wish that we could have had a tape recorder at that con- in that conversation because there's like two different ways that he could ask that question, one of which is just generic, how do you know her? And one of which is, oh, I'm talking to that girl on Hinge. How do you know her? Right. Yeah. So, oh, I really wish I knew. I I want to know if lots of dogs knows that you that y'all are talking. You know what's actually funny? I, I said this to he ended up leaving. Um, he and the, like the, all the friends that like they left before I had a mm-hmm. chance. Um, because he's like an he's like an open like chill guy. Lots of dogs here. He's a good guy. I like, but I think that we both are just like not that into each other type thing. Mm-hmm. Like we both are just like. It's just we're both not it for each other. Yeah. Nice and guy, nice guy totally, kind of vibes. Exactly. And I think that's totally fine. Obviously. He is somebody that I would have loved to have like an exit interview with. Maybe you still can. And well, I'm kind of – that's why I was like – I kind of wanted to like corner him last night and be like, can we talk about like how we like slow faded each other while you were in Asia? Like what's the deal? Like I don't really yeah. like you, but I don't think you really like me either. <laughs> So what? I don't frame it like that, but well, yeah. So what would you be hoping to like glean from that conversation? I don't know. I just thought like how things like ended was interesting, and like I just kind mm-hmm. of want to like like I guess like get cl- like I, I closure is like I guess a way to say it. Like it's not. I don't feel like I need closure on how he and I played out. Like I'm totally fine with it. Right. I just like I guess I like I, I part of me wants to talk to him a little bit more about like how not like affectionate he is. And be like, is that something you can, like, get over? Like, what's the deal? Like, I don't know. I just, like, wanted to, like, ha- have a process. I wanted to, like, have a couples therapy moment with him. Like, yeah. Not, it would be because completely inappropriate. For but both anyway. my and the listener's memories, he's the one that felt like you were out with the friend until you, like, you know, were romantic at the end or whatever. Yeah. That, like, 
he and he identified it about himself that he was so he he had he describes himself as like reserved and buttoned up mm. and when i was talking to my, after running into him and talking to my friends about it i was kind of they were they were asking me these same questions like remind us the how this played out yeah and i said i was like i felt like i and i pointed to dennis i was like i felt like i was out to dinner with dennis where dennis is a great interesting guy that i have a lot to talk to but like there's it's not it's not romantic. Right. And yet then he would like want to make out and I'd be like, wait, what? Like it, it, there there was just like a disconnect. It was just very strange. Yeah. There's, there was no like building. Nothing was building throughout the evening. Correct. Throughout and it's evening. like we were talking about with therapy Jeff last week with like building tension and like mm-hmm. lead up. Like there was none of that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Maybe you can still have this debrief. You never know. Indeed. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week, so and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link, also in our bios, to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So this is a topic. The topic that we are getting into today is one that we've been talking about for a while. Yeah. It's like such a big topic. Such a big topic. I know this will not be the last... Like really touched on it. I know. It's probably because it's just like it's so big that it's just, you know, requires a little more prep than mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, you know, we're prepared for on any given week, um, especially like talking about our own experiences. Yeah. But we are talking about cheating today. I highly doubt this will be the last Finding Mr. Hyde episode about cheating. Yeah. Just be for that reason. It's just a massive topic. And like even when we asked listeners um, for questions, there were – facets of this topic that I didn't even consider when we were talking about doing it. Damn. So I just – we we already are going to acknowledge that this this will not be – like we, there's no way this is going to be able to be a, an all-encompassing episode. Um, yeah. But we'll start out with a cheating-related Mythbusters. Yes. Let us, and let us begin. Hilariously, several people in – because I did the Mythbusters. I posted the Mythbuster, Mythbusters – after I posted the request for questions about cheating, several people suggested that this be our Mythbusters, 
it, we had already picked it. It was just like very so funny. Enough. Yeah. They yeah. So this week's myth about miss what is happening? You're like me on the Patreon. <laughs> this week's Mythbusters is once a cheater, always a cheater. Myth or not. Okay. I think this is a myth. Me too. But I've got a lot of questions. Yep. And I think it can very easily become not a myth as applied to a person. Mm-hmm. If it was like a month ago and – the fourth time they've done it. <laughs> yeah, there's just so there's a lot of context here. But I think like the word always being in there makes for me makes it a myth immediately because it's just not true. Totally. And I think that like there's a lot of you know I've definitely heard from people and I have friends with partners who like cheated on them in college or like cheated on someone in college and then they reunite they get together in their 30s and you know that's as we were talking about again on the patreon we are different people than we were in college and Mm -hmm. and that's you know it's not fair to hold that person to that standard but i think that if it's recent and it's a pattern and i think if it's like i think i would also struggle more um I think the, I think the type, not type of, type of cheating is the wrong word. Um, I think the like mechanism of cheating matters. Was this like a random, like in college, was this a like out at a bar make out or was this in your thirties where you made the person your aunt's like cousin Georgia and then we're like texting them in front of your part. Like how fucking crazy was it? Because then it's like, I think, I think for me, there's like an aspect of the number of decisions that you made that you went through to perpetrate, perpetrate good fucking God that you, (laughs) I can't speak today. Yeah. This is wild. The number of steps that you took, to perpetrate perpetrate the cheating and the like th- there's a scale there's absolutely a spectrum of cheating like was this a like you said drunken makeout at a frat party when you were 19 or did you carry on a years long affair with someone who works for you while mm-hmm. married yep like not that that's drawn from the realities of celebrity headlines at the moment like Those are two very different things. Yeah. One of them requires, like you said, a lot more like you're you're doing a lot of things in subterfuge. You're, you know, making decisions. Yes. Like you're making decisions over and over and over again to continue to be a cheater. Mm -hmm. That to me is very different than somebody who like fucked up once a while ago and has grown and learned from it. Totally. And we'll get into our own personal experiences. That is I something that I have done. Mm-hmm. And I am – I would I would certainly not call myself a cheater. I'm not. I have right. never been since that moment. And it, it would be really upsetting to me if somebody decided that because I did that one thing over 10 years ago that I am now always a cheater. Right. And we'll, exactly. I'll, I'll, I will talk about what the, how that played out. Um, but – so that's where that's where I land on it. But what do you think the listeners said? 
I think this one, I- I'm going to say 50-50. I know it's like sort of a cop out, but I do think that this is going to be back to our like very close Mythbusters. It's pretty close. I was actually very shocked that it came out more not a myth. I think this one's kind of hot button. Like I think people like uh, it's so upsetting and I think people probably have had bad experiences where I can. That's the thing. Yeah. So it was 43 myth, 57 not a myth. Okay. Pretty, pretty. I mean, it's not crazy split. Yeah. And in reading through all of the explanations, a lot of personal experiences tied to the people saying it's not a myth. Right. Which makes sense. It makes sense. Like that's. Their experience bias is a real thing, and that is a very traumatic thing to go through if you have been cheated on or if you've experienced a pattern of cheating especially. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. I absolutely understand having that mindset if that's something you've been through. Yeah. So so everybody, for the most part, the vast majority of people who said not a myth, it was related to personal experience. It was, you know – that sort of like if you've if you've done something once, you're likely to do it again mm-hmm. kind of thing. The people in the myth camp said exactly what you and I said, that like saying that that phrase is not a myth is also saying that people are not allowed to change and grow. Right. And that that's just – that would be a really sad reality to live in if nobody was allowed to change and grow. Now, that doesn't mean it's not hard – and like if that is something you've done in the past, there are things to work through. And, yes. and like I said, not, I have many questions. <laughs> yeah, so many questions. And like not everybody and maybe even most people are able or or willing to do that work. Yeah. But like to say that it's not possible, I think, is a tough a hard line. Yeah. So um have you ever cheated? No. I have not. I, yeah. yeah, I just like I'm jealous. <laughs> I mean, I just like have either like broken up with the person or like I don't know. I like don't have the time. Like, <laughs> like I can't like go cultivate a side piece. Like, <laughs> I really wish for the next person you're dating, you would say that, darling. I would never cheat on you. I do not have the time. <laughs> exactly. I barely have time for you. No. Um. We can get into like. PowerPoint definitely like emotionally cheated on me, which I think we mm-hmm. talked about. Um, but anyway, t- tell your story, Allie. Yeah. So I have cheated on someone. Um, yeah. And to protect the innocent, I like I have thought a lot about how I wanted to tell this story because I want to an- anonymize the hell out of it so that it is impossible to know who the person is that I'm talking about. Great. Um, Stand by it. So – I will just say that it was in my 20s. It was a very long time ago. And it was a person that I was exclusive with. Yes. So, okay. Actually, so obviously after the story, something I want to talk about is one of the most interesting conversations I've had with somebody I'm dating is defining cheating. Yeah. And so um, we'll talk about that. But like I, as a baseline to your story, this was objectively – like we all agree yes. that this was definitionely cheating because you were – Yes, I we had me and this guy had decided in a very straightforward conversation that we were not going to be romantically seeing other people. Yep. So, um, 
And this was an example of – so when when you said that, you know, you've always just like broken up with somebody when you weren't feeling it anymore, this is an example of something that I had to work through in therapy of I knew that he was not right for me. I knew that I needed to end the situation that we were in. But I think more subconsciously at the time, I don't think I was admitting it to myself because – at the time, I've talked about this in, in a little bit, but like in my 20s, I didn't have that many exclusive situations. Mm-hmm. It felt – I had a very, very, very strong scarcity mindset mm. where like I thought that finding somebody that I liked who liked me back and wanted to like only me was really fucking hard mm. and that it that it was like not going to happen very often so even though I was feeling like this wasn't the right situation, that I like needed to suck it up and make it work. And keep it, yeah. Yeah. And I eventually realized that I needed to not do that. Um, but I did end up kissing somebody else in a like out at a bar situation and ended things with the person that I was exclusive with at the very, very, very earliest time after that that I possibly could. Yeah. Realizing that it was absolutely horrible what I had done and that I never, ever, ever wanted to do something like that again and that I needed to work through why I couldn't be honest with my feelings to end something with someone before it got to a point where I was doing something like that. Yeah. And like act out my feelings in that way instead of just like using my fucking words and saying, I don't want to continue this. Yeah. Um, And so – and one of the reasons why – and I'm curious to get your take on this and totally fine if you don't agree with the decision. But one of the reasons why I wanted to anonymize the hell out of the story is because I did not tell him about it. Yeah. I think it's like kind of irrelevant. It was – it was completely irrelevant. Yeah. And would have just been really hurtful. He would have been so hurt and I didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, I went to college with a girl who had a college boyfriend throughout, like, all of it. Mm -hmm. Cheated on him in college. And then she went somewhere and he went to med school in a different state. And broke – they broke – she – or, yeah, and he broke – like, they broke up for a time. Okay. And then she was, like, trying to convince him to, like, get back together. And I felt at that point it was, like, disingenuous that she was not revealing that she had been cheating on him up until, yes. like, he broke up with her. Where I was like, I think he deserves to know that if you're now trying to convince him back into the relationship. I totally agree with that. And I, I also think – even though we never broke up or like we hadn't ended things at that time, I – if I – I think – it's hard to know exactly what I would have done. But like if I had wanted to continue seeing him, I think that decision looks very different. Yeah. Agreed. And I I th- hope I would have told, decided that I should tell him. I can't say for sure. But now – I mean, I, I would never do that now, but like I would absolutely say that if you want to move forward, I would say something. Yeah. Yeah. I like 
obviously this comes up, this has come up far more in media than in mine or my friends' lives. I'm sort of of the mind if it's like the true, if it's like the true one-off, like bar makeout, F up something. I almost, I, I get the perspective that you have to live with like the guilt if like in this is like you're not going to break up with the person you still want to stay with. like you're not trying to convince yeah. them to get back with you but you just want status quo you want to stay in the relationship that like you need to live in fear that it like might come out and like live with the guilt that like you don't get to kind of like offload it and make the other person like deal with your infidelity in that way so i, I i'm amenable to that i i like i said i haven't had to ask myself this question so it's all very abstract and so i don't i don't yeah i don't know that i have an official answer I totally get it too from the other perspective. And I guess let's say, again, so hypothetical, it's impossible to be able to actually say what you would want. But let's say that your partner had a drunken one night stand, not even drunken, whatever, one night stand, totally regrets it, is never going to do it again. Would you want to know? If we've built into the hypothetical that they will literally never do it again and, like, that's not a risk, yeah, then I say don't tell me. I think I agree with you. The The problem being is that we can't say for sure that they'll never do it again. Exactly. But if we could, then I think I agree with you. Hopefully neither of us ever have to contend with this decision. No, seriously. God, knock on everything. Wood. But um, yeah, so anyway, so that's that's my story and that that story kind of informs my opinion like I said on once cheater always a cheater because I am not that person. I have yeah. worked through that shit that you know led to that and I'm not making an excuse for what I did. It was that's it was a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. I know why now though. Yeah. And I've worked through the why even though there's no excuse for it. Does that make any sense? 100%. Yeah. So, I think, you know, that's Something that and I and I actually think that like having done that, not that I'm glad that I did in any way, but having done that and having been like forced to confront the why of it led to a lot of growth that I don't know w- would have happened at that time. Might have happened a lot later. Yeah, and it probably happened faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. To the point where then when I because that was like I said, it was a long time ago. In my more adult relationships, if you will. That's not a thing that I have to contend with anymore because mm-hmm. I worked through it at a much younger age. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but back to your thing about the definition of cheating. Yeah. It's so interesting. Actually, Therapy Jeff has a video about how it's such an important question to ask somebody how they define cheating. Yeah. And I think what's actually funniest about it is that I think a lot of people just assume that everybody defines it the way that they define it. And then when you start to have people define it, you realize that that's not the case at all. Yeah. 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 My conversation – it was the cyclist who I talked to mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. He had some like really interesting stances where I was really? like – Yeah. He thought – because I think like there's obviously like a – like we've said, there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And so I think the – I think the most interesting ones to talk about are the sort of like the edge cases towards not cheating, like what I think a lot of people would assume is not cheating. Yeah. And so we kind of like got into – we um we got into a series of questions about being out at – in public without your partner and various things happening like a man offering to buy me a drink, a man asking for my number – 
what level of flirting is cheating? Like what level of commu- like talking yeah. is cheating? Like what's being nice versus flirting versus cheat? Like it like th- that's where we like really got into it and he thought like giving your number was cheating. Interesting. Yeah. And I was making the case that I think most of the time if I had if I had a boyfriend and was giving my number to somebody else, it was because I felt like unsafe, essentially. Mm. That like yeah, I felt that, that was I the had, way to exit the conversation. Exactly, that I had to put seven numbers in a string to get the fuck out of that situation. And um, so like that 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 was like an interesting conversation. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think there's a difference between cheating and something I wouldn't be okay with. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like boundaries. Like I think I I'm so what am I trying to say? I don't think it's cheating if I accept a drink that is bought for me Same. by someone at all. That also probably wouldn't be something that would bother me in the other way. Yeah. But it could. But wait, what and if it's, your partner is buying drinks for women? It depends. There's a. I have questions. <laughs> I love this. Okay, I have questions. So that's a, that's a really good hypothetical, though. Like if so, and I think that that's a really good example of. So I do have questions, and there are some contexts that I would not be okay with, but I wouldn't label it cheating. Yeah, it's something though. <laughs> yeah, like okay. So like, let's say. So one of my questions would be like, all right, is it that? Let's say that my partner saw you at a bar, walked up to you, offered to buy you an individual woman, a drink from him, an individual man. I am not cool with that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Does he know me? No, like, no, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, you're a stranger. Okay. You're a stranger. I was going to say, this would be totally fine because like- if, Oh, God, like, no. My partner was visiting New York and ran into you and was like, Allie, let me buy you a drink. I'd be like, Fuck, yeah. no. Sorry. <laughs> the hypothetical was bad. He doesn't know you're a stranger. Like, okay. I wouldn't be okay with my partner buying an individual woman a drink at a Agreed. bar or like sending a drink to an individual woman. Yes. But let's say he's out with friends. Maybe some of those friends are single. They buy a round of drinks for a group of ladies. That doesn't bother me at all. Agreed. He's wing. Yeah. He's wingmanning in that situation. Totally. He maybe he's talking one on one with one of the girls. That doesn't bother me at all. He's wingmanning in that situation. Yeah. There's some like there's kind of like an intent requirement. I think. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. But I still don't think I would call it – even if he bought an individual woman a drink, I don't think I would be like, you cheated on me. But I'd be upset. <laughs> yes. There'd, there'd be a boundary crossed. Yeah. But I just don't then, think I would label it as cheating. Like, like – In semantics. PowerPoint, for example, told me he was having – he PowerPoint explicitly lied to me and would spend time yeah. with a female ex. Physically, nothing happened. I really do believe that to this day and I have like – as I've said this before, I believe this to this day and I have no reason to believe something good here. And yeah. like I have no reason to preserve my own ego in that way. So what is – what's that? Like I always tend to call that like lie. Like he lied to me. Like he was – like he lied. I don't know that he cheated yeah. though. I don't know. What is that? I don't think I would define it as cheating either. Some people might call it emotional cheating. Yeah. It, it's bad. Oh, it, yeah. It was not cool. Really bad. Yeah. Really bad. No, it was not good at all. So like I guess I guess for me the more important conversation is not how do we define cheating but where are our boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
Like regardless of whether I would label something as cheating, am I cool with it? Yeah, that's a good point. And it gets at something we've talked about recently in Hot Topics, which is you don't have to label something to say that it's not okay. And yeah. like I, I do think sometimes we want to do things like that make it really clear where if we're reporting it to our friends, we can say like, oh, well, he cheated. Therefore, like I'm definitely in the right to do X. Whereas exactly. if it's like he did this thing that made me uncomfortable and I like it's kind of gray. Like, did I react appropriately? You know, it's like you you question yourself more when it's not the thing that is socially acceptable as being a not okay thing. Absolutely. And I, I think that's it's like when I was posting the when I was talking about my relationship with the three peat, lowercase R, and talking about how I was uncomfortable with some of the PDA stuff that he was doing on the date, and some people like jumped all over me for that not being an okay boundary to have. Yeah. It's like, well, if we can label it, then it's okay. But if it's just something that you don't really like that other people might not get, it's harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think the like, – like we said, we have questions. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- wh- where do we even start here? I think – I did I, – I mean, I just kind of want to read out <laughs> something that sounds like really funny. Okay. <laughs> not a question but a statement. They will never change. Leave. <laughs> I saw that too. And I was like, oh, I know how this person voted on the Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And again, I I understand having that sentiment if you've been through something terrible in that way. I I get it. Yeah. I think that a good place to start is probably like – and this is something that I talk a lot about with a girlfriend who was cheated on. How to not apply that past experience to new partners. Yeah. What – does she have advice? <laughs> I mean, we do, so we talk about it a lot and I think something that has it, – it's obviously something that she 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 recently started seeing a therapist and like that's been really useful, obviously. And besides that though, I think something that she does that like when when she is having those kind of like triggered moments, explaining to the person the backstory. Yeah. And say, like, I am bringing a past – like, I'm bringing this to this moment right now. And Mm so I'm open to being totally wrong. But that past experience is making me feel this way about how this played out. And, like, I so I kind of need to know what's up here. Yeah. Like, I I think it's okay to ask for more reassurance in places where you need it always. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have an experience of being cheated on that, you know, is still affecting you, I think needing more reassurance in certain areas makes total sense and hopefully is something that you can talk to your partner about. Yeah. And I think that um, what can be tricky is depending on how you found out about the cheating can um, sometimes, I think, give you – like skills that you view as like coping skills. So uh-huh. for example, like I figured out a couple times, to- like the- a couple times where PowerPoint was with his ex, I figured that out via social media. And so I, that's like one of the reasons I like it when a guy doesn't have social media because it doesn't allow yeah. me to like fulfill that tick. Be a of- hmm? be a- To be a sleuth, to be like, to go into your social media sleuthing mode. 
Exactly. And to like soothe my concerns that way or whatever. And then I think that like a lot of it also is we had this conversation a long time ago with a guest and forgive me for not remembering it. It may have been Cherise Cook. Um, The difference between a response and a reaction. Oh, yeah. And so I think that there's a good thing here to like try not to react. Give yourself some time to think about what's happening and then generate a response where sometimes like with my friend who has had this happen and she now she has she's dating somebody now she will sometimes text me and be like here's the situation do you think this like is something kind of worth bringing up and I'll kind of talk to her through it I'm like he's shown himself to be super trustworthy like what do you know what are some other what's some other evidence for other explanations like we'll kind of talk through it that way so then if she does kind of like quote unquote like take it to a manager, like elevate it to him. She's <laughs> in a very different place with it than I think she would have been had it been like a shooting from the hip dialogue from Jump. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, I think the group chat gets a lot of shit in terms of like, you know, people taking their issues to the group chat to be like, and he did this and she did, or she did this and, you know, kind of like using other people's opinions to inform how you should quote unquote feel about something. Yeah. But I think when there's a situation where your, your ability to trust your own gut instinct has been shaken. Mm -hmm. I think that those situations, it makes sense to want to bounce it off of a neutral third party. And, you know, you want to choose that person wisely. Like, you are not someone who's going to fly off the handle and, you know, add to the hysteria that might be going on in her head. Yeah. But I think it may it makes sense in that scenario. Um, on the flip side of this, we got a question where somebody said, if you have cheated in the past, do you have to disclose it to a new partner? I don't think you should lie if they ask. Agreed. But I don't, th- I don't think it needs to be – on the shrink wrap. Yeah, I think I, – so I, as I think about this from my own experience, I have been in situations where I have not mentioned the fact that that happened 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but not when directly asked. Like if somebody directly asks, have you ever cheated on somebody before, I say yes and tell them the story and obviously in the exact same way I did here about how it's no bearing on who I am now. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that like – I have to say, like that I have to proactively bring up rather. Agreed. And I think, um, I think, I think I've mentioned this in passing before, but there's, I read about something and I think it's called baggage dumping where when you like start dating somebody early, they basically tell you all of the red flags and Mm -hmm. things that they've done wrong in the past and then are like, okay, now you decide if you want to date me. And it's like, well, now you've sort of like given yourself like kind of permission where it's like, I warned you, you accepted the risk of dating me. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. Laura Banky talked about that when on the timeline one where she was, she wasn't talking about cheating, but when she was talking about having never had a boyfriend before, where like she used to feel like it was something she had to like word vomit on a first date mm-hmm. of like, here's all of the shit about me, including the fact that I've never been on a re- in a relationship have me if you will. Right. Yes. Kind of thing. And yeah, it's like, oh, well, I told you I cheated on that guy. So. Yeah. So don't be surprised. Do you sign up like this? No. Um, The warnings were disclosed. Yeah. Right. The warning label was right here. 
Um, so yeah, I, but I, I don't, so I know, I don't think it's something you need to proactively disclose, but don't, don't lie. Definitely don't lie. And I do think, think like to your point, you know, especially if it is a situation like yours, spend some time thinking about the messaging. Yes. Taking a step back actually uh, to, you know, the 35,000 foot view. Why Mm. do you think people cheat? Oof. I. I don't so, so I will start by saying I do not think there is a one size fits all answer. Agreed. Uh, I because think I, it's easier to say what it's not about. I think it's like it's not about looks. That's for sure. No, like I don't. I do, I, I think it is. It is very rarely I think about liking the other person more than your partner. Like in a like, I think I'm cheating on Susie because I think that Jackie is better. Right. I don't think that that is the is a thing. I mean, it is, but I, I don't think that that's often the reason. I think that it's more often driven by emotional stuff. Like maybe it's that you don't want to be with Susie anymore, and you are acting it. You are acting out yep. by consorting with Jackie. It has nothing to do with Jackie. I feel like sorry this if your is name is Susie or Jackie. Standardized math problems where it's like yes. <laughs> Yes, it's like if Tommy cheats on Susie with Jackie, yeah. then um, – and then I also think that there's like emotional stuff with cheating where it could be about your self-esteem. It could be about your ego, about, you know, how that how that excitement makes you feel and validates you in ways that you're not getting validated. You're perceiving to not be getting validated, not that it's the other person's fault. But mm-hmm. that you're perceiving to not be getting validated in the rest of your life. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a I don't I don't think we can say this is the reason why every single person cheats. Oh, for sure not. No, no, no. That's not possible. Um, but no, I think you're right that it's definitely driven by some sort of emotional or psychological piece. We got a bunch of questions about if you are aware of cheating, whether like you, you know, think or know that your partner is cheating on you or whether you're aware of cheating in another relationship, like let's start with that first one. Somebody asked like – like basically I think it's the the suspicions that you have that somebody is cheating on you and like how do you approach that? Let's say you don't have solid proof. This per- the yeah. person – the couple people who asked, it's not like they knew for a fact. Because that's different, I think. Yeah. I think if you have that fe- – like there's something feeding the feeling. Mm-hmm. There just has to be. Even if it's not proof, there's something. There's some piece of evidence that you probably should use as your jumping off point. And, you know, say something like, I noticed this. Tell me about that. Yeah. Like, what What's going on here? And I, I don't know that you like – you know, depending on your relationship to the person, certainly, you know, if this is a – if this is so far what you perceive as a healthy, good relationship, I think you can assume good intent to start. However, you know, I think what's hard about this is if the person – like, who can – who just, like, folds? Like, I, I've never – in my friends – in these situations, my friends that did not have hard proof, the guy just lies and lies and lies. And I, I, I like, don't – I don't know what how to deal with that. 
Yeah, I guess you like have to hope that you know the person well enough to be able to kind of suss that out if they're lying directly to your face. Because in a lot of cheating scenarios, I don't think there. I think that there are, or I don't want to say in a lot. In many cheating scenarios or whatever, they don't necessarily have to lie to your face about it. If you don't suspect anything, they can be right. carrying something on without ever having to lie directly to your face mm-hmm. to a question you've asked them. Yeah. So, but I think you're right. Yeah, it's very unlikely that you know they'll just be like, okay, <laughs> right. Uh, you but me. I have used that jumping off point. I have been suspicious in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out that he was planning on cheating on me, but it wasn't at the time. <laughs> um, but we, I've talked about the chef. Yeah, the jumping off point where so I had sort of suspected that he was back in contact with his ex girlfriend the one who had moved back to Mexico. Right. I had suspected that for a while. It was just a spidey sense thing that I just suspected it. And I then he she has she has a very very distinct and long name. And I think I've told the story before that he was in the shower at my place and his phone buzzed and lit up and I looked over at it and I saw her name and it was a Facebook message. Right. So like I I didn't look at it well I couldn't have it didn't know his password, but I didn't snoop through his phone. That's not a thing that I, you know, whatever. But I asked him about it. I used that as the jumping off point Mm -hmm. so that it wasn't just a spidey sense thing Yeah, where I was like, hey, like I didn't do it that morning because I had to go to work and I didn't want to deal with that conversation at the time. But like later I was like, hey, like while you were in the shower, your phone lit up and I I saw so-and-so's name. You're back in contact with her. Like what? What's going on there? Yeah. Um, and that that led to our first breakup where it I could tell that he was not over her in that conversation. Yeah. Even though nothing had quote unquote happened, she didn't live in this country. Right. But I could tell. Um, so that that was how it played out for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I guess just sort of like use your judgment in the conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think what gets hard here too is that like confirmation bias gets pretty strong and like if it's Mm. a long relationship or if you've made sacrifices for the situation. So like, for example, my friend like had moved to a new state with this person. And so like, that's a big, like that sucks to have to like up, upend your life. And and so they want to overcome it. Um, a friend of mine actually got a DM from somebody saying, like, I slept with your boyfriend. <gasps> did that person know that she was sleeping with someone's boyfriend at the time? Or did she, like, find out later that he had? I think she found out later. And that's oh, why man. she, like, confessed to my friend. So that brings us to an in- to another piece of that that I mentioned at the top that we got questions of. Do you think that – like, how do you handle that situation? Let's say that would be worst case scenario is you're the person that has been doing the cheating with the other person, whether you knew about it or not, or that you just find out about a cheating situation. Do you, do so, you like, I found out that he was cheating on my friend or something? Yeah. Like, you find out that your friends or that someone is cheating on their partner. Okay. I mean – I think if you're going to do that, if you're going to reveal that, you got to come with the hardest of proof yep. and you have to know for sure that they don't have like some sort of 
arrangement in their, like some sort of ethical non-monogamy clause in their relationship. Yeah. And you just like need to really be prepared because people always forgive their partner before they forgive their friends. So Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you think you're required to tell your friend? I mean, you're not like required to do anything. I think it depends. I think it depends on the relationship where if it was one of my like close girlfriends, like I don't know how I would be like, I don't know that I could be around them and harbor that. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. It de- it I think it it totally depends on the relationship there. Yeah, like, like if it's some tenuous connection, then it almost feels like I'm sticking my nose in it where I'm like that's none of my business. But Yes, I I posted a, t- a video about this on my story recently basically saying not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, "What?" They like went crazy. I'm like, ah, "Not my business." Yeah. But yeah, close friend gets very different, especially just yeah. you know your relationship with your friend and how, you know, I once saw a close friend's partner on a dating app. Oh, yeah. Was it recent photos? Like – I didn't know. It was impossible to tell. Damn. I did not tell her because of the – because of the lack of clarity. Like you said, you got to come with the receipts. Yeah. And I was like sitting on it and I was thinking about it. And then they broke up. <laughs> okay, great. So then I was like, okay. Best case. I didn't like immediately tell her. And then I was just like, oh, I was wrestling with it because we weren't super, super close to the point where I could be like, where I could feel like if this, if, you know, if it were like Cindy, it wasn't yeah. Cindy, but if it, like, if it were Cindy, I would be like totally comfortable being like, hey, this might not be a recent photo because maybe he doesn't know you have to delete your account, you can't just delete the app. So I just wanted to tell you, it wasn't a friend that I had that relationship kind of relationship with. Like, I think she would have lost it on me. Yeah. And then they broke up anyway, so I was just fully off the hook. Totally dodged. And it wasn't that long. Like, it, it was like a, a few weeks in between. Yeah, dodged a, dodged a situation there. Um, yeah. But what about in that situation where that girl DM'd your friend? If you were that Person. Like if I'm the mistress, basically? Yeah. Yeah, do you – again, I actually – that to me is more of like a little bit of a clear-cut yes. Yeah. I, I struggle with it a little bit. I, I, have, I have questions, I think. Yeah. Again. What are your questions? <laughs> a lot of questions. <laughs> Go on. Well, like, again, like – I guess I'm just what like how did she find out that that she what that he was cheating on someone? Well, in theory, so in theory, I would the setup would have to be right, and that he would have had to represent to me that he was totally single. Yeah, and then I see on social media that he is clearly not. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm like p- playing it through in my head. I just it's it's a situation that feels so foreign to me, right? That I'm like having a hard time putting myself in it. But yeah, that's right. And then I would say like you know this is for you guys to sort out, and I'll completely butt out. But like, here's what happened. Yeah. Ugh. Just like I'm just pr- knocking Nightmare. on everything. 
yeah. that I never encountered. Because like you can't control if that happens. Like, it's like one thing to say like I'm never going to cheat on someone again. I can control that. Right. I can't control if I'd find myself consorting with another woman's partner. Yeah. Um, <sighs> if you and if you and Erica do part two on this, which I'm sure you will, your MythBusters should be um, is how you get them, how you lose them. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, because I because I we're like very, this episode has run quite long at this point, so yeah. there's like so many things we won't get to. But something that I want to get to at some point, you're right. There will be more cheating episodes. Is the like working through infidelity in a relationship, or knowing that your partner has very recently cheated on someone? Maybe that's how you met. Maybe that you just know that it happened really recently, or or it's a pattern, or whatever the case. Yeah. If somebody's interested, there is a great um, – that Cher- Cheryl Strayed has that podcast. Is it called Dear Candy? Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't think I know about that one. Oh, gosh. Let me get it right to actually make the recommendation. Ah. So Cheryl Strayed and then some guy – I <laughs> forgive me, don't know his background. Um, they have a podcast called Dear Sugars. Oh, Okay. And it's like similar advicey vibes, but um, they did an episode on like they I think solicit people to kind of like write in their experiences, and then they kind of like talk about that. Uh-huh. And they did one about like the experience of being like a mistress who really feels that like they're that like the the person's partner is like the mistress that like i'm the right person for them and like they just need the courage to like leave their current like what that's kind of like to be the person who like you are like very confident the other person's supposed to be with and um it's a really interesting episode wow yeah i want to check that out yeah wait i have one more question to maybe kind of end with ish going back to something that we talked about earlier So we talked about how it's not like you have to disclose if somebody – if you've cheated, like proactively be like, by the way, you must know this about me. Do you think it is a good idea or that you should ask that question? Good question. I am of the mind that I like to know a lot about my partner. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I – like I would ask. I don't know that if I can say it, I recommend it to others, but I, I know that I would ask. Not on and first date. No, not on a first date. I don't ask. Oh, interesting. Because they're going to ask if I have. Ah, uh, fair enough. And not that – again, I'm not hiding anything, but I don't yeah. think that that piece of information says anything about me mm-hmm. in my current state. So like – I also then similarly, it's more so that like because I feel that way about my own experience, I don't think that the information I would glean from their answer will be any more helpful for me either. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be. And I'm open to the conversation. Like I said, I'm not hiding anything. I don't skirt away from it. It's just not – it's not like in my canon of questions that I always ask people I'm dating. And the reality is like the people we've hinted at and like the people that do it very insidiously and with a lot of kind of like planning and effort, I don't know that they're fessing up, right? That, yeah, that's the other thing is that like anybody – so if you ask someone, have you ever cheated? Anybody who says yes is likely not going to follow it up with, yeah, I did, whatever. Or like, like that's – It's going to be a story like yours. It's not going to yes. be like 
yeah, I was like toxic and crazy. I like maintained a side piece for six months and like, like, no, that's not happening. Right. Or like, yeah, I did. I had two families and they found out about each other. And it like, they're not going to just say that to your little innocuous question on a third date. Exactly. They're going to say no. Yeah. So like that's almost more perfunctory than anything else. Exactly. It's like, and I also, another reason, so like it sounds bad to be like, I don't ask it because then they'll ask me. But it almost to me, because I have the story that I have, feels like a question I'm only asking so that I can tell that story. Mm, Got it. Do you ever get that vibe where somebody asks you a question and then you answer it and their question, their answer to the question that you perfunctorily ask back is so like, well thought out and prepared that you were like, oh, you were just waiting to tell me that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a plan. Okay. You can just tell me. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want that vibe. Like, I don't want there to be like a, oh, I was trying to slide this in. So I asked you this question. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, also, cheaters are going to lie. Yeah. Like, like if they are a cheater. The bad ones. Yeah. Yes. I'm using using the word cheater to mean somebody who like cheats present tense. We'll do it again. It is a pattern. That is what I'm – that I don't – I don't – when I say cheater, I don't mean anyone who's cheated. Right. Somebody who makes that their daily course of business. Yeah. Again, who's got the time? I (laughs) – yeah, I get get anxious enough when I'm – like when my uh, best friend from college's boyfriend at the time was planning to propose to her and I had to – I changed his name in my phone because Mm, why would he be texting me? I was anxious enough about that situation where I wasn't doing anything wrong at all. Yeah. In fact, you were doing a good thing. In fa- yes. In fact, in fact, I was like actively doing a good thing. Love. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine if I was actually doing – like living in fear every day. It's truly not worth it. Yeah. But some people, some people get a high off of that, which is probably back to the answer of why people cheat. Got to get that rush. Yeah, like, you know, reasons why people commit crimes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yes, much, much, much more to cover in the cheating realm. Um, oh, another Mythbusters for you. I'm like, maybe we, we could actually probably do this one. Maybe for, um, I don't know now, because it doesn't really fit in with anything. Um, hurt people hurt people. Mm, yeah. I'm just giving you free content, Allie. <laughs> I appreciate you. Gift. I appreciate you. I'm literally writing these down. Anyway. Um, well, so yes, both a ton and like not nothing at all as usual. So yeah, but I think I've been I and I think I've actually come out come away with something from this episode, which is that I have not historically had an explicit these are what our boundaries are in this relationship conversation mm-hmm. as it relates to things that maybe aren't cheating but somebody wouldn't like. Yeah. And I want to start doing that and start saying, like, let's talk about what we are and aren't okay with yeah. in that realm up front. Yeah. It was actually a fun conver- – like, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah. And it was – I think it was even before we agreed to be exclusive. It was, like, much more kind of, like, conceptual. Yeah. Yeah. It was It was an interesting, interesting evening. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, good night.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.